Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I am your host Alex Klein and this is your comics for November. Uh, this is a uh, this is going to be an interesting one. So I've got a couple bits of housekeeping to go over. Some new updates for the podcast. Uh, as you all are aware, I was gone all last week on vacation. I am gone again next week. Uh, so there, uh, there, uh, there might be. I might try and do one uh, on the weekend. Uh, just kind of a wrap-up one, but I want to share a couple of things with you, and uh, for full transparency. So. I, uh, I've got a lot of stuff going on. I've got, uh, there's so many awesome shows out right now. You've got, uh, I mean, I'm currently knee deep right now in Watchmen, uh, his dark materials, uh, my hero academia and, uh, the Mandalorian life. According to Jeff Goldblum, I'm also doing a full rewatch of all of the star Wars movies. I just completed solo and uh, next up, we've got uh, Rogue One, and then um, you know other movies and stuff. Life, obviously, you know I have a I have a family and uh, work and whatnot. So um, I'll be honest, there have been a couple weeks where I have been reluctant to do uh, the podcast only because of uh, the time commitment to put into uh, doing three shows a week. And um, just, you know, when there's certain weeks, obviously, like I said last, and this was another weird one where uh, the Marvel Unlimited books this week were actually, I, I wasn't impressed by any of them, which was really weird. Uh, it was a lighter week, and uh, the series just, I don't know, it, it's been in a lull. Next week, I'm really looking forward to it. I saw Daredevil, I think, is coming out next week, and a couple of others as well, Incredible, or Immortal Hulk. But... Uh, I've learned, and I'm sure you've heard this before, if you're not enjoying something, uh, don't do it, and you shouldn't have to put yourself through that. And I, I'm certainly not saying I'm not enjoying podcasting, I'm loving it, but I, uh, the amount of comic content that I've been doing has been a little overwhelming, so I'm going to be doing a little bit of consolidation, and I'm still not sure exactly how what that's going to look like, but for the first part of that, uh, which goes into me trying to cut down on some of my own expenses, I am uh, starting in February, and again, this is uh, I am a very plan OCD-oriented person, so uh, this is not going to be affecting anything for the next few months. But uh, starting in, in February, I am stopping my uh, subscription, my pull subscription at my comic book shop. So I will be moving strictly to um, Midtown Comics. Uh, again, reason for that being uh, trying to save some money. And uh, and again, it's it, to me, it's a win-win because I'm going to get to save some money uh, ordering them through Midtown. But at the same time, I will then be moving to a monthly comic book discussion uh, podcast. So there'll still be a comic book club podcast each month. And then there will be a monthly comic book podcast just on the new comics whatever new comics that i'm reading or that i get from midtown so uh, i won't i won't title it the monthly midtown again or at that point it'll probably just i'll have a different title for it and then i will continue as far as i can handle i will continue doing the weekly marvel unlimited ones because those are easy and i really enjoy doing those so like i said it sounds weird and you know sometimes when i say it, i'm like well geez are you gonna just stop podcasting for real no 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 none of that is happening it's just that I am uh, going to be stopping my comic book subscription at my comic shop starting in February. So uh, that's just as a heads up. So in, in the spirit of that, I've actually combined the comics because I got my Midtown comics uh, at the same while I was out, of course, on vacation.
vacation. And uh, then I also got a... These next few weeks are a good weeks to be X-Men fans because they are... I, I was looking, and the week of Christmas, the week before Christmas, all six X-Men series are coming out that week. So six comics will be out that week. It's insane. But this week there were three. So I actually have six comics to talk about today. I've got the History of the Marvel Universe, issue number five, King Thor, issue number three, Captain Marvel, issue number 12, uh, New Mutants, issue number two, X-Force, issue number two, and Fallen Angels, issue number two. So we're going to dive right into these puppies, and I want to first give a sort of you know negative shout-out to Midtown. This is the first time I've ever gotten a comic where a couple of the pages inside of History of the MU uh, were ripped. Really weird. I've had, uh, and I've talked about it, uh, issues where the ink is a little off in the comics, so there's like a smear, which is super weird, but I've never, ever had it where the, the pages are ripped, and it's a really weird rip, too. I don't know if it's from when they put the comic in the bag and board, but uh, wish me luck. I'm going to email them and see if they can get me another one, uh, so we'll see from there. But this is by Mark Wade and Javier Rodriguez, so this is issue five of six, and this book takes place right after the last one so late late 90s and actually goes all the way up until the age of ultron uh which as you all know that's from i think like 2000 and uh 2013 wow so goodness 2013 that means this next book this one goes from 2013 to uh 1997 it's almost is that 20 years no 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 it's not 20 years but i just i can't wait to read this final issue issue number six because there's not a lot of content left to talk about, so I'm wondering if they're going to be teasing things for the future. I really hope they are. But this one covers the great Grant Morrison uh, issues of when uh, Genosha was uh, the um, the extermination on Genosha. The genocide was the word I was looking for, mutant genocide. Also, the creation of the Thunderbolts, along with a little, a little bit on the Sentry and Jessica Jones, the Runaways... And then we get right into when I became an avid reader, which was uh, right after Avengers Disassembled, uh, when Captain America found Bucky, Planet Hulk, the a beautiful, beautiful two-page spread of Captain of Civil War. With and I can't even describe to you how beautiful this is. There's a spot here where it's basically a giant Iron Man versus a giant Captain America within their bodies is drawings of all of the characters that were on the, their respective teams, along with Thor on Iron Man's side shooting a lightning bolt into Goliath on Goliath's side, and then Spider-Man in the middle wearing two different costumes. Just beautiful. And then we got when Captain America was assassinated, World War Hulk, Guardians of the Galaxy, or basically the uh, Annihilation series and Annihilation Conquest, uh, the Skrull Secret uh, Invasion, along with Siege and the Dark Avengers, the Mutant Messiah uh, series as well from the Mutants, the introduction of Captain Marvel, and uh, Avengers vs. X-Men as well, surprising, along with Spider Island. And like I said, it ends with uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. That's, there's not much to talk about in these because it's literally you're literally reading a textbook in my eyes. It's just a, a, a very beautifully drawn textbook, a history book on the Marvel Universe. So I am loving this series. If you haven't been on it, obviously you can wait for Marvel Unlimited or uh, 
get it when it uh, is coming to a treasury edition. There's going to be a treasury hardcover that uh, is going to be worth it because, like I said, these the art in here has just been absolutely gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. And uh, King Thor, issue number three of four. So we're almost done. This was the weakest of the three so far, and that's only because, like, how, how much more can you do with Gore fighting Thor? Gore, Thor Gore. Uh, he's continuing to fight him. He's got him trapped in his, uh, and I, before we say this, cause obviously nothing in history of the Marvel universe was spoilers. I'm going to be discussing these comics in detail on all of them. So, uh, if you're not wanting any spoilers, avoid, avoid this, uh, pause it, come back and listen to it at that point or continue anyway. But Thor's trapped in the necro black and, uh, his granddaughters are kind of assisting him at that point. Uh, they went off and actually revitalized some elder gods from a planet and these gods are crazy the sky lords of indigar and they are the meat mother the goddess of gristle uh the lady of comets the goddess of star archery the choir the many who are one the god of psalm psalms and the prince of soot master of dirt and the lord of roots god of thorns and i, I like that they had both had they all had like two names but so they they along with thor and his god his goddaughter or granddaughters all fight gore they even cut off gore's head and it's like oh is he done at this point nope by the end of this would they get loki out and gore is now like a, an entire planet entire universe he says welcome to all black the necroverse and they, okay look when i say this is the weakest of the three Again, this that's like calling it an 8 out of 10 at this point. This series has been such a wild ride and uh, I've just I'm loving it and I can't wait for that final issue. I've got Donnie Cates' Thor queued up for uh, on Midtown and I'm excited to see where he takes things, but I'm just really grateful for what uh, Jason Aaron's been doing especially in this wrap up of uh, of this series. So, uh, Captain Marvel, issue number 12. Now, I, I had said that I read the, the prior three, uh, or the prior issues of Captain Marvel, which was 8 through 11. That is true. And I, I, what's funny is, it was good. I enjoyed it while I was reading it, but I don't remember much about it. So, what does that say? Uh, what happens is, Captain Marvel is back on Earth, and there is a kind of a um, a conspiracy to discredit her, sort of a, and you'll get the theme real quick here, but like, oh, she is not from Earth, she's Cree, she's an outsider, um, she doesn't even care about Earth, like, she's not even American, and uh, it was kind of weird, but, but appropriate, obviously, for Carol, and a really interesting problem for her to solve, but at the same time, she's met up with this new superhero called Star, and uh, this superhero is super powerful, almost has the exact same powers as Carol, very strange. And uh, so she helps. Uh, there's all these monsters that keep popping up. And so Carol's fighting them, but can't really defeat them because she's losing her powers. And she doesn't know why. Star shows up and helps her out, but it's like, come on, like she can't do it on her own. And so we find out that Minerva has been kind of behind this. And what, what we find out is Minerva essentially was experimenting on humans and I guess experimented on Ripley Ryan, who was the reporter from uh, the prior issues of Captain Marvel. And along with, and we find this out at the very end of the series, along with the, the reality stone, she becomes Star, the superhero. And what it was was she was actually siphoning her powers 
from Captain Marvel. So that's why Captain Marvel was doing that. And so in order to defeat her, there was, and she had, I guess, Minerva had implanted this chip or something inside Captain Marvel and Star. So whenever they were closer to each other, it sucked out Captain Marvel's powers. So what ended up happening, though, was if they were removed, like they explode and kill the the people inside them. So she's like, crap, I gotta, so she destroys her own one. So she like blows a hole in herself. They're like, wow, like you're, you know, you're a hero. And she does that to defeat Star. Star gets put in prison, but the reality, at that point, the reality stone kind of shows up and she gets out, obviously. And so it's like, oh, what's going to be next for Star? Well, she now has her own miniseries because everyone lost their minds on Captain Marvel issue number eight for um, the first appearance of Star. And so she's going to have her own five-issue miniseries where I guess they're going to explore that. I'm getting that. Obviously, I want to check it out. I want to see what that's all about. But I ha- I had gotten those Captain Marvel issues because of the covers, Mark Brooks's covers. And uh, obviously, I stayed for the story. And I'm continuing to do so as his covers here and uh, is still doing covers. But uh, this is called The Last Avenger Part 1. And so this is by Kelly Thompson and uh, art by Lee Garbett with uh, color art by Tamara Bonvalon and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. And all it says is, uh, like, what? who the hell is Captain Marvel now? All I'm going to say, and, and this, it took me probably four minutes to read this series or issue this entire issue is just a fight between captain marvel and thor the entire issue she's been tasked by vox supreme who if you remember is from donny cates's death of the inhumans he was the bad guy there and i guess he at the very end of this she shows up with thor's head his severed head so is he actually dead guys i doubt it but she says, Vox Supreme. He says, excellent, this will do nicely. And the rest of the Avengers, do you have their heads for me too? She says, not yet. When he says, well, you best hurry. By my counting, you have only 16 hours remaining, and that's precious little time to kill five Avengers. And she says, I know. And so we have no idea what's going on. Absolutely no idea. There's a couple of bits where Thor's like, why are you doing this? Like, can't you stop this? And she says, I can't. And that's it. And so there, he, what was cool about this issue was they fight over almost the entire world. Like their punches are so powerful. They're knocking each other into different states. It's just, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. The, the art was beautiful. The story was great. Can't wait to see where this is going to go. Um, but obviously very light on dialogue if you can you can read through it that quickly but never no no less great and then we're moving into the dawn of x so we've got three x-men issues here uh if i had my pick i would say my favorite that's a tie probably between new mutants and x-force but this new mutants issue is hilarious it's this hilarious smart comedy jonathan hickman is a genius but uh, it just goes into detail, kind of going into the background of uh, Roberto uh, Acosta, or is it Acosta? It might be Dick Acosta, but uh, Sunspot, basically talking about you know what he did before he got into space, and then talking about his space lawyer. And so what ends up happening is they are found guilty, but they are put into the custody of Cannonball and smasher the very people they were looking for which is perfect and so they're like awesome let's get out of here and so they end up uh you know having a great reunion and with some great bits there and then gladiator shows up to smasher and says hey i've got a really big job for you and so at that point we find out that um smasher was able to negotiate all of them have been pardoned thank god like that would have been annoying for them to be under arrest the entire series all of them have been pardoned but what they have to do 
is they have to go and get Deathbird and bring her back so that she can teach this new um, queen, I guess. Uh, Gladiator is stepping down from the throne to become a, a fighter. He wants to go fight for what I'm imagining is going to be a big battle coming up and um, has put this new person in charge who doesn't really know what to do they're not necessarily going to be a bad ruler it's just that he and he explains it in the story he's like trust me you know i'm putting you here for a reason but we're going to bring Deathbird in to show you the nuances of leadership so all of it is almost done with a tongue-in-cheek quality which is i don't know to me that's awesome i love that and i'm really loving this series i thought especially after that first issue i was like i don't know if i don't know if this humor is for me i don't know if the art is for me and uh, again that's by jonathan hickman and rod reese and Rod Reese's art's actually great. I'm he's really, really growing on me fast, almost like a a portal to Krakoa. Um, X Force issue number two by uh, Benjamin Percy and Joshua Kassara. Holy crap, guys! If you were looking for further furthering the X Men lore, this was the book. Uh, we get them in. Also, shout out to Mag. There's a bunch of beautiful one-page spreads on here. There's a first one here where Magneto's looking down on Xavier's dead body. There's one towards the end where um, Jean Grey is looking in the mind of one of these killers, and ugh, my, the art is just gorgeous. But Magneto turns his cerebro into a sword which I hope comes into play later. But just as we expected, uh, Jean Grey takes Beast to, to the secret Cradle One where another Cerebro is waiting. But there is a sense of urgency here where it's not so obvious that it can be done. Jean Grey seems to think so, but she essentially says, at, at any time, only one version of Cerebro can be live. Charles backed up his intelligence to multiple cradles throughout the island. I need you, we need you to bring Cerebro back online. We bring it back, we bring him back. And he says, theoretically? And she says, I know you're a scientist, Hank, but right now I need blind faith. And so that part was really cool to see. And so at the same time, most of this issue is investigative, which I thought was really cool. These assassins are uh, kind of scary. They are made of all kinds of weird stuff. Like their ears are made of, instead of cartilage, they're made of like uh, fiber little metal fibers almost to be used as like a garrote wire like literally every part of their body is a weapon they have blades hidden in like bones for blades blades for bones in some areas and so wolverine is going to hunt them down or hunt down who did it and so when he he flies to see all they, they figure out that that's where you know the plane came from when he gets there he meets up with kid omega who's like hey i've already been here like i've already done all this investigating Really great interaction between them. Benjamin uh, Percy is just killing it with the writing. I Multiple times in here, I was like, wow, he really knows how to write the X-Men. And so I just... I, I, I'm just so grateful that all of these X-Men series are just a joy and a pleasure to read. And so they, they get some good fighting in at the same time that Jean Grey is trying to get some investigating in, but they end up finding Domino. And so that the question was answered as to how these mutant, these assassins were able to get into Krakoa. And uh, the, the reason for it was, remember when they said they were, they detected Domino coming in, and that is because they grafted some of Domino's skin onto these assassins. How crazy is that? I'm just, I'm in awe of that series, and I, I, I'm saying it for all these, but that's why I buy these comics. I can't wait to read the next issue. Um, the other one is uh, X-Men Fallen Angels, and this one was good. Uh, I, the art, I'm loving the art and the art is probably what's saving the series. And, uh, 
I shouldn't say that. The art and the writing. The writing is phenomenal as well. Brian Hill and Simon Kudransky. Uh, it's just the story isn't really grabbing me yet. This entire issue is is more is a set, almost a second build up to them leaving to go and help out some this sort of child labor camp in Brazil that's got these giant robots protecting it. And that's literally it. That's that's all that happens in this issue. So we get some flashbacks to Quanon's uh, past, Silox's past. And uh, beyond that, though, there's not much else. And again, I'm enjoying it. I'm in it for the long haul. And again, I'm pretty sure that long haul is only going to be six issues because there's no Fallen Angels issue advertised for February. So if it's only a six-issue series, then great. I, I think they can find a good story in these six issues. I think Brian Hill can write a great story in these six issues. But I just I, it's not that I wasn't impressed. I just I wasn't blown. I wasn't as happy reading this as I was reading the other two, and I, maybe that's by design because the fallen issue, fallen angels, is a depress. It's a depressing issue. It's pretty sad. Uh, there's a lot that these three characters have gone through. That I mean, X twenty three is trying to ask Psylocke, like, can you teach me when you when you looked into my mind, I saw that exact same anger that I have. Can you teach me how to kind of harness that? And she's like, yes, I'll I'll, I'll show you how to be the master of that. But just remember, the master is also the slave. And she's like, well, what does that mean? And she's like, I think you know what that means. And I'm over here like, well, that's kind of depressing. Like, oh, wow. So uh, with, that, with that said, though, uh, it still was enjoyable. And I'm, I'm really happy that I'm, I signed on to all of these X-Men series. So those were the comics that I read this week. I did dabble in the Marvel Future Fight First Avengers that was uh, White Fox uh, Luna Snow and Crescent and Io, those were awesome. And I read some reviews that said they were really bad. There's a there's a secondary story in the back, and I don't know anything about Future Fight. I don't play mobile games. I just love, as you've seen, I, I love reading these uh, diverse stories, especially when it comes to uh, the Asian characters. Especially, I've been reading the War of the Realms Agents of Atlas, the current Agents of Atlas, Arrow. I love these characters, and I really hope we see them in future movies and comics. But these were three issues that half of it is backstory on those three characters, and then the other half was um, uh, sort of the story about these future Avengers who are, I guess, the Avengers of Japan or something like that. I did not like that story. I thought it was kind of dumb. But the uh, the front issues were actually good. It was funny. All three of the characters, and it's acknowledged in the story, all of them have essentially the same backstory. White Fox is, uh, she's older now, but the story is when, when she was in high school, she is a, a Kamiho, I believe is how it's said, but she's like a, a, a sort of evil spirit and an evil's relative, but she can turn into this, this creature, this fox. It almost looks like the Pokemon Ninetales. And uh, it's all silver, and she's got extra powers, all that sort of stuff. But she's a human most of the time, and so she works as a spy. And uh, what happens is she doesn't have a fan. She doesn't have parents. She lives with her aunt and uncle. Her mom was one of these Kamihos, and she is now the last of her kind. And so she doesn't have parents, and she's you know trying to deal with high school. That's that's that story. There's there's nothing more to that. That's like a this is all fresh. So there's no. There's no, oh, where can I go to if I want to read more about this? I would say Agents of Atlas because these are characters from the mobile game. They were created for this Marvel mobile game. And so really interesting story on her end. Luna Snow, I'm a huge fan of because I love K-pop. I'm obsessed with K-pop, but her story, same thing. She, uh, what was it? Her parents, 
I believe her parents also died. And, uh, what, no, something else happened to her parents. Uh, yeah, they, what happened? I think they, I think they did. And so she was raised by her grandmother and became a K-pop star. And, uh, and there was a, AIM was, uh, crashing a concert to try and harness some of the energy at the specific Stark, uh, stadium in, I believe it was in Seoul, but, uh, it goes wrong and, and she gets her powers from this, uh, it's a long story short, she gets ice powers. So she has ice powers, really cool, still enjoyable. But like I said, right, same sort of origin story. And then Crescent and Io, Crescent is a 10 year old kid whose mother has left her. Her father is in with the mob and he, uh, he is taken and so she finds a mask, and and she's also a taekwondo prodigy. So she's incredibly good at hand-to-hand -hand combat, but she's only ten. And she has a mask that when she wears this mask, a giant bear, a giant polar bear, kind of like the the golden compass, a giant bear named Io, who's this bear spirit, fights alongside her as one. So she is even more powerful. Really cool story. She's on the hunt for her father, looking for her father. So they. Uh, and, and so Jimmy Wu, the uh, or the head the head uh, guy of Agents of Atlas, kind of explaining this to the Dragon Advisor, who uh, kind of advises him that that's the whole point of these Agents of Atlas. Most of these characters come from broken homes. They come they don't have families, so they can devote their lives to this. Almost the same sort of concept as like James Bond, which I I just I love that whole concept, and it, it makes me wonder if I should get that Atlantis Rising Agents of Atlas. But I'm I've already decided I'm going to wait for Marvel and limited on that one and uh but no so those were interesting i would definitely wait to read those for marvel unlimited because they're 4.99 issues and i do not think they're worth the cover price the stories were good and i bought them for the variant covers because sana takeda was supposed to was doing the variant covers but it's it's a variant cover of each of those future avengers so people i don't even know so i was kind of bummed about that too but overall good enjoyable and that that is the comics that i read for this month so again um this is not this won't be how it will be until february but i again will be out for uh next week so i may try and do another comics series then if not things will resume when i return the following week so uh thanks again for listening for comics and cinema i'm your host alex klein and enjoy reading these comics